three, two, one. Well, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dennis and Andy Show. We are here for your enjoyment, your entertainment, your fun-filled afternoon. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. Saw a quiet place too, so we're going to let you know our thoughts on that. Uh, Starblades, a book we got off of Indiegogo, creator Kyle Ritter. Teamed up with Ethan Van Skyver's All Cats Comics to put this out. We're going to review that bad boy and uh, new funny funny books and all. Yeah, we, we got, of course, it's what day of the week? Wednesday, new it's funny new book day, new funny book day. What's up, Pop Culture Avenger? Welcome to the house. Welcome. So let's review real quick. The new funny books that we got, and then we will move on from there. So adding to the stream, we've got an X book, which means it's a dentist book. That's right. And it looks like the uh, it, it, it looks like the ball is starting and people are arriving. It is. For the it ball is. of balls. The gala that almost nobody's talking about. Uh this potentially could be the biggest flop that I have seen in X-Men in a long time. Are you caught up? So have you read 19 or are you behind On some? X-Force, I think I, I know I read 18. I don't remember if I read 19. I have to see the, the cover. So I, I'm mostly kind of caught up with the X stuff. Um but man, I've had a lot of good comics to, uh, to get caught up on. I just did the... Uh, full review today for uh, Origins 1 through 3, uh, Blade Runner Origins. Okay. And so I got that up and running. And, uh, yeah, that's been – that's just really solid and stuff. So, yeah, it's X. It's, we'll see what happens. Another Ooh, X book. Marauders. They're, they're is that the white, white Queen? It is. I see. Showing a little bit of skin. Yeah. Look, look at that. Really interesting outfit. Eh, you know, I don't mind this one, actually. I, the headpiece, I could deal without. Lose the headpiece, the rest... Yeah, it's, the rest would be fine. The rest pretty much screams White Queen, so whoever designed this one, I think this one's on target. I just, yeah, the headpiece has got to go. We, we did an entire review of of all of the, uh, the new outfits for the gala. Yeah, hit and miss. It's always hit and miss. Hit and miss. Hellions, another gala fun-filled issue. Yeah, more X. So at least I can say the art's nice on the inside of these. I they are. Oh, Noctera. That's one Dennis and I both get. We're really enjoying the story. You know, it's by Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel of uh, DC Comics fame. It looks like they have moved on. Who the hell knows what DC's doing these days? I know I'll do a quick flip on this book this week. And um, it's about time to do a full review of, uh, of the story up to date. So hopefully... Things will slow down here, and I'll be able to, to to crank out a good full review of it. But it's been a good story. Sweet. Yeah, I like it. I like where it's going and stuff. And, you know, of course, I'm a big fan of Tony's artwork. Heroes Rebuild. Um, 
At, well, I like the art in this one, unlike last week, where, well, once again, last week, I liked the guy that drew it. He just wasn't proper fit for the book. I like this art. If this artist drew the whole series, I wouldn't have an issue with it because, you know, it's 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 good looking stuff. But once again, just pulls me out of the story. All this every issue drawn by somebody else. Yeah, just, uh, I did a quick flip of uh, of uh, three and well, of, of all of them. And then I just did the full review of three and four uh, the other night. So you can go on and, you know, take a look at that. Um, Heroes Reborn. It's it's been hit or miss. Um, unfortunately, I think a little more miss than it has been hit. Uh-oh. Uh, well, only two issues left. Uh, here's a fun one. Zero point, Batman, Fortnite. This has actually been a surprisingly fun series. It and is. it's coming out more than – it's got to be every two weeks. It There's is. No, it's every it other week. That's what I thought because I was like, either time's going by really fast or this is every other week. Uh, so that's nice. It's a six-issue series. This is issue four. So, uh, you know, instead of uh, six months, uh, it'll be, what, three months? Yeah. So yeah. That's nice. it, it, it's been fun. Um, we uh, I just did the full review up to date on that one, too. Um, a surprisingly fun story. This has been my surprise hit for, uh, for DC. Um, Last issue was Snake Eyes. It was the introduction of Snake Eyes into this. So Batman versus Snake Eyes. Uh, that was pretty enjoyable. You can go back and uh, and then take a watch. Yep. Deep Beyond, another one Dennis is keeping up on. Nice sci-fi. Uh, takes place in the future uh, sci-fi thriller. Yep. Ben, ben Solid, I'll be doing the quick flip on this one. And um, I'll probably do the same thing for uh, the Deep Beyond series. I'll probably do uh, um, a two-date, you know, storyline uh, and do a full review of it as a, as a whole. Because I, I think once I get between three and six in, I think we'll do the full reviews and we'll, we'll see if it, if it winds up staying on my list or not. Uh-oh. Serial by Terry Moore. Terry Moore of Strangers in Paradise fame and Echo and other things. His new book. Uh, have you read any of these yet? So I just got uh, number two because I was missing that. And then number four right. obviously just came out today. So I will be popping down and doing a, a, a one through four. I'll probably do some quick flips and I'll probably do a full review once I read them all. Sweet. Savage Dragon is an Andy book, so I picked this up. Um, Enter North Force, which is uh, Eric Larson's Canadian team, a la Alpha Flight. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've been getting Savage Dragon for 259 issues as of today, and I'll keep trucking as long as he keeps putting it out. To me, it's fun. Superhero comics is the type of stuff I really enjoy reading. Uh, even the way he lays the book out with the splash page harkens back to the 80s and 70s and Marvel comics. So I dig it. And actually the one I buy, he puts out two different covers. He does one like this, but then he does a Marvel trade dress that has the bar across the top that says Image Comics. And he does a corner box. That's the one I buy. So I, I like that retro stuff. Moths. Moths is an interesting concept. Um, I am definitely doing a quick flip on this. This looks just, in, this is an intriguing book. J. Michael Straczynski, um, 
um, you know, Mike Choi. Um, I, the, the premise is interesting. She's got powers. She's got superpowers. Um, but once she activates them, but she hasn't used them yet, she then only has six months to live. So I think that's the premise behind this book. So for them to, you know, if, cool. once she activates it, she's on a very limited time. She wants to do what she can for the betterment of mankind, and she'll have six months. So it's kind of an interesting concept. Um, again, AWA put out, this is an upshot book. Um, they've been putting out some pretty quality stuff, so kind of kudos. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. This is another one that's that's solid. Well, I think it's July, I believe, is Frank Cho's Fight Girls. So I'll be getting that. Yeah, yeah, I, I added that to my list. Yeah, so I'll be picking that up. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Frank's art. Uh, so I'll be picking that up. Hopefully it's a good read. Uh, do moths only live for six months? Is that the reference? You know, that's actually a really good question. I was wondering that when I, I said I have not researched that, but I will by the time I do the reviews. Hey, Siri, how long does a moth live for? Here's an answer from reference.com. Most wants live for two to 11 months. Two to 11. So if you average them up, if you average them, it's six. Look at how Look technology at works. And I noticed you got one of those fancy British uh, dialects on your watch. Of course I do. Hmm. I love that dialect. The Orville, it looks like they're doing uh, kind of like that episode they did where there were two of them. Yeah, um, this one, I didn't read the first one uh, yet. I'm going to do a quick flip. This is, was a, a nice little two-issue arc, um, you know, and I, I love that's how Orville's doing it. You know, it's, you know, you don't have to buy a million different issues and keep buying going in. Here's the storyline. They're going to put them out as a little miniseries. This one was a nice little two-issue. I will always pick this up. They have been all well-written, so I mean – wasn't it another company before Dark Horse? I thought IDW put it out originally. Huh, maybe not. Mm, I don't, think so. I don't know. Well, that's cool that they do it that way. I'm waiting for the show to come back. Uh, Basilisk. Yeah, Basilisk. Now that is this is interesting. The, Did I pronounce it wrong? It sounded like you basilisk. said basilisk. Yeah, basilisk. Yeah, basilisk. Right, basilisk. Uh huh. Uh huh. Basilisk. Right. We could do this. Now, I, I'm sensing some negative connectivity coming out of you, Andy. There's no negative connectivity coming out of me. It's, regardless, Dennis. That's a good Talk about all good words. words. All good words. So, yeah. No, so, Basilisk is, um, this. it's got to, it, it has to do with a, a chimera or a chimera, again, depending on how you. That would uh, be chimera. Aha, uh -huh, see now. See, now, and I, now know, I know for a fact I, you're pronouncing it wrong. I know for a fact that, that other people pronounce it differently. Well, they're wrong. Draw, draw, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Basilisks, basilisk. So we'll, we'll find out. This, this I'm, I'm going to give this a read. I'm going to do a quick flip. The art's intriguing. The story looks kind of interesting. So I'm definitely going to give this a shot. Boom's been putting out some pretty good stuff, too. So looking forward to it. Sweet out of body by is that that's aftershock yeah, yeah. another out of body one issue number one I am definitely giving I am definitely giving this one um, uh, a once over I'll do a quick flip because um, it's got a hint of ghost to it so he, he's somebody tried to kill this person mm -hmm. 
and they may or may not have succeeded. He's hanging on for dear life. And in order to figure out who his killer is, as he's laying there, he's like Dr. Strange. He has an astral projection that goes up and he goes out to try and find who, who done it. Who done as this? an astral projection and before, before his body dies and therefore he dies. So it's an interesting concept, uh, quite an interesting concept. So I'll be curious to see if this is any good. But, yeah, I was definitely going to pick up the number one because it looks fun. Sweet. The Conjuring, The Lover. Two words I would never expect to go together. The Conjuring movies, which are horror movies, which I have not seen because I'm a big puss yes. when it comes to these type of movies. However, this trailer doesn't actually look too bad. You mean for the third movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I like horror movies, but when it comes to, like, that paranormal shit, I usually stay away because there's a part of me that slightly believes in that stuff. And I don't know. It's just uh, little, I'm totally down with it. The first – well, the entire series has been fairly decent. The Conjury title movies are really good. Um, and, and, I mean, they're they're just very, very well done. Um, so I am can't wait for the third one to come out. I think I might have to have a viewing party and watch the first two because yes, I, I own them all. And then Andy, you may have to just come over and see well, if you can make them through it. I think I could probably do that if you have a viewing party because you and I could sit on the love seat together. There you and go. You could cuddle me and you probably scared. bring your fifteen pound blanket, which by the yes. way, my wife is dying to get she wants she really one wants one now. So I, I will be Damn you, Andy. I'm going to probably have to find one for yes. Christmas. So yes. this is a tie-in. Um, the Conjuring the Lover is a tie-in directly to the new Conjuring movie, which is coming out. Um, I, I'm not quite sure if it's going to be a, a little bit of a prequel leading into it. It just says tie-in. So I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure where it's going to fall in until after... We read this and then see the movie, but we will definitely be talking about this in the future. I think it looks pretty interesting. Um, I, the art looks solid, and I can't wait for the story. Sweet. North Force. You're on, wait a second, deja vu. No, uh, Eric decided to put out a zero issue called North Force. It's the same guts to Savage Dragon. However, the difference is, obviously besides the the cover with the title uh savage dragon has a backup story whereas the back of this book is bios a la the marvel universe of the north force characters so being the completest that i am i did buy them both um i can't i don't think there's any dialogue things that are different i can't remember if eric said there's some dialogue stuff or not I'll have to read them and find out, but I'm a completist. So. I picked it up too. I, I actually looked at it and went, you know, I, I stopped reading Savage Dragon, but this just looks cool. He's right with the bios and stuff in the back. It piqued my interest. Maybe this would, maybe this will get me and go. I hearken back to the days of Alpha Flight. That, you know, if Eric ever did a North Force, uh, even though I'm doing First Man, doing my own thing, uh, I would do a North Forest miniseries because of the Alpha Flight look, especially this guy. I love this guy. Yeah. So yeah, it looks looks cool. And uh, Everfrost, which 
<clears throat> I looked at and thought looked pretty cool. I think the art looks fantastic. It does. So, and that's it a does. big sword. And it's an interesting, uh, it's again, a potentially really interesting story. Uh, Black Mask is putting this one out. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. The art uh, had me. I mean, I didn't have it on my pull. I was glad to see that he had a couple <laughs> copies sitting on the wall because it was one that I wanted to see before I bought. And as soon as I flipped through, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it for the art. And the premise behind it's kind of interesting. She's um, um, she's she's retiring on the coast and stuff. And again, it looks like it's a little bit of fantasy, a little, 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 little bit of sci-fi. Um, well, we don't know. It, it doesn't come out and say. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll know when we read it. So again, I'll be doing a, a quick flip on this one. And if there's uh, enough of you that want me to, I'll, I may anyway just do a full review, especially if it's if it's halfway decent, and this is Black Mask. Is there something else from Black Mask you get? I can't remember. Uh, well, it bad. not on, on a regular, um, was it Baby Teeth? There's a, there was no, a. Baby uh, Teeth is Aftershock, I think. Mm, yeah, well, I, I pick up periodically. I don't remember which ones that I picked up, but Black Mask, every once in a while, will put something out that piques my interest. Well, you have to let me know because I might pick this up. If you think it's good, because uh, it does look uh, inviting. What's that say up there? Oh, it just says first issue. Yeah. I don't know how many it is. But, yeah, I think that looks pretty cool. Yeah, and a lot of these, unfortunately, they don't say if they're supposed to be ongoing series or if they're right. mini-series. I bet. So I'll start them out, and then what what will happen sometimes, they may start them out as an, on, as an ongoing series, and then they'll be like, oh, it's only selling mediocre. We'll just make it a six-issue or a seven, eight issue arc or whatever it is, and that'll be the end of it. So we'll see. Sure. I, I'll, I, if it's any good, I'll put it on my list. And then the nice house on the lake, something my wife would like to have as well. Yeah, now this is another interesting one. Now this is a DC black label. So they're 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 trying to push some horror uh, onto us. And Whoa, so DC's pushing horrors? They, they are, red light district, the whole nine yards. Sons of bitches. So what I find pretty interesting was the premise of this. You know, there's an odd guy um, that everybody kind of knows. Either they knew him for a little bit or relatively new or for a little while. And he decides to throw a party. It's like a week-long vacation for his friends, even though you only kind of maybe know him a little bit. But he seems like a nice guy. He in in. He invites him to this beautiful house. I don't know. It's like a big cottage out on this serene, beautiful lake. It sounds like it's a nice house on the lake. It is. It is. It is a beautiful house on the lake, and it's for a week-long vacation. So all of these people decide, let's go there and get a nice week vacation with the family, see what we think. It's just a beautiful place. We probably can't afford to do this normally. We're going to go all in. And then obviously there's something off with him. But we don't know what that is until we read it. I will do a quick flip of this and probably a full review. Could have something to do with the bones in the lake. What? I know. That's pretty cool. Oh, look, there's our graphic. Isn't that nice? I did that to uh, promote our show. So now we will uh, talk about A Quiet Place, which was two. Which was we had a hell of an interesting experience on this sequel so we're so happy that there the, the theater was kind of popping there were quite a few people in which which we like masks uh, optional yep it was it was it was very nice 
we got in there and then we were like, Mike, we're even in time. We got our popcorn, we got sodas or an icy. We're all sat down. My wife came with us because she wanted to make sure she could uh, see this with us. And we started watching the previews, but the lights were on. Just as bright as you see us right now. Yep. The lights were shining down on us during the previews. I was, So I was like, huh, I think somebody mistake here. Made a mistake here. Oh, yeah. So I walked out and went and talked to the manager who was behind the concession saying, I'm like, hey, Theater 21, the lights are full blown on. Okay. So he gets on his little walk. He's like, hey, we need somebody to go turn the lights off. I'm like, cool. I walked back. And we continued to watch the previews with the and lights the on. lights stayed on. Yep. And now, you know, previews these days are 20 minutes. So I'm looking at my watch. Movie's supposed to start by 30. It is now 549. The last preview starts to play. I'm like, forget it. I, it's a Snake Eyes preview. I've already seen it. I'm going out. And so I go out and, uh, you know, I run around to the concession stand I'm literally, I, I don't know if I told you this, I'm, I'm about 20 feet away yeah. from the guy. Because the theater we were in was in the way back. So it was, unfortunately, it wasn't the first one. You just walk out, boom. So I ran. I'm like 20 feet away. There's nobody really there. So I go, excuse me. And the guy looks over and he's like, you know, what can I do for you? And I said, theater 21, the lights are still on. And I'm not talking the little circular dimmers i'm talking to big rectangle ones they're still on can we please have them turned off and he's like oh yeah the manager was the movie about to start i said yeah and he goes oh the manager said they'll go off when the movie starts i'm like uh okay chug back to the theater movie starts lights are still on now there's only six of us in the theater it's yeah, but this particular one was a very small theater. It was a small theater. The right. It wasn't the after the big theater. theaters, but yeah. we happened to be right in between in a nice little. Yeah, we were in a theater that <clears throat> I'm going to say it was one of the ones that 40 people, maybe 40, 50 tops. Yeah. So the row we're in, it's it's Dennis's wife, Dennis, me, empty seat, and then three more people. So only seven across and they, they have an empty seat. So there's literally six of us in the theater. So we're joking about it. The woman sitting uh, one over for me in the other party, she's like, oh my God. So she gets up and goes to Tom, comes back. And we're, we're at least five to eight minutes into the oh, movie yeah. now. So I mean, full the, light. The, the, the full, yep, the, the, the theater started at full light. And we're like, wow, I could have done this at home and flipped down my bright lights. Yeah. Um, she sits back down. She's like, all right, I told them they're going to get on it. And I said, you know, it's pretty sad when three of us have to go complain. And there's only six of us in the theater. So they're literally pissing off 50% of their audience. Um, so I'd say about 12 minutes into the movie, lights went off. Finally. Yes. So, so to the movie. The good news is this is the quiet place, too. A quiet place, too. It's not the dark place or the dimly lit place or the really bright place because that would have affected the movie. But because this is all about sound, I think it was fine. And we, Andy and I had a bet going into this movie, if you remember, at how many minutes oh, shit. that you forgot, didn't you? I did. How many I think minutes? I won. 
You weren't even in the ballpark. No, I think I won. No, John Krasinski wasn't even in the movie six, seven minutes. It was no, no. Even Susie, we talked about this morning. Yes, he was in that movie. Uh, uh, Okay, so the bet was over twenty or under twenty. I said because if you've seen the preview, so none of this is spoiler. Krasinski's in the movie, and he's in the movie because they do a flashback to when the day when the shit hit the fan with the aliens and stuff, right? So I said, well, I'm going to assume because. You know, they want to get the people in. Krasinski will be in the movie in a series of flashbacks sprinkled throughout the movie. It's not just going to be one and done. And I said, I give him at least 20 minutes or more screen time. And you said under 20 minutes. I'm like, there's no way because he's he's just going to be in it for the initial flashback. I don't think it's going to be that long. And that and that'll be it. That. Because he's dead. I mean, we already kind of know that. Spoilers if you haven't seen the first one. Sorry about that. But God damn it, he dies. Yeah, whatever. If you haven't seen it by now, well, then then that's on you. So he was in the flashback. He was in the flashback. So this isn't a big spoiler. No story stuff is given away. There are no sprinkling flashbacks throughout the movie. It was literally day one. The shit hits the fan. Then it goes to day 464. Uh, which I remember specifically being 464 because I thought to myself, a year's 365, so this is literally not even a year and a half into this mess. And then the next thing I thought was, um, let's see, did not like the first one. Really? Oh, I liked the first I've one. I've talked to a couple people who also didn't like the first really? one. Really? Yes. Why? Why didn't you like it, Pop? Tell us. Um, so anyhow, my first thought was, well, I should have watched the first one over to see exactly when it ended because now I'm thinking did, did that one end on day 464? Did that first one even have days listed? I don't it, even know. It has been it so days. long because we saw that one in the theater when it when it when it Which came was out. at least two years. So this one was supposed to come out last year, 2020, which means the first one came out probably 2018. Okay. Yeah, my I guess don't remember. With, yeah, 17, you know. 18. But right. I remember it, it had a really low-key rollout. Nobody was expected to be a, a mega hit, and it wound up being big. Matter of fact, they interviewed John uh, Krasinski about this, and he goes, they're like, wow, this did so well. You need to do a sequel. He goes, this is not a sequel movie. This is a one and this done. Is, yeah, this is an I didn't design he's anything like, to be beyond this particular movie. He's like, if this was going to be a sequel, do you think I would have killed myself off? Because, you know, Krasinski wrote and directed it. No, he's like, of course I wouldn't have. Yeah, but I I will give credit where credit's due um, throughout this. So anyway, under 20 minutes, I won the bet. I know for a fact. You did. No, I give it to you. Yep. He was in it for 19. Yep. It's under 20. Yeah, 19 seconds. Oh. So you did. What did we bet? I don't remember. A dollar. Yeah, something like that. It 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 was one of our meager little bets. But... What they did do, um, because, again, we're dealing with the core family that survived, the story, you know, they, they, they wind up being transient. They've been figuring things out. And the gist of the story is they're going to go find other humans that have survived. So it's got a little bit of, you know, the zombie-type movies, like Walking Dead, only they're not zombies. or They're, they're you know, you, you've kind of figured, you know, well, I don't really want to give that away. 
because they'll kind of lead you into what you think these creatures are. Um, and but they've got to go find them in order to find other humanity, and and the kids have to step it up because obviously dad died, and the kids were really young and dumb in the first one. I I will say using kids, the thing that's tough is, um, I am like I said, I'm so curious if the first one ended on say like day 460 or 463. Yep. I'm going to say it didn't. And here, here's my rationale on why, because the problem when you do sequels too far apart and you have kids is kids grow a lot faster than adults. You can literally do a sequel with say, then it's like a film a movie today. And then we could film a sequel three years from now. And unless something drastically changes with us, we could basically say it takes place a month later and make it work. Yeah. Right. Because of how adults age, but with kids, you know, you get a kid like the, the, the oldest daughter who is 18 now in real life. So she was probably 16 when she filmed the sequel, which means she was 14 most likely when she filmed the first one. I mean, 14 to 16, that's that, that can be a, a big can. that can be a big change. And, and she, then she looks a little different. They did a good job. Right. Um, so that's why um, I'm, I'm wondering. Simmons is in she's deaf. And she's deaf in real life. In right? real life, yeah. So she is I mean, that's one of the reasons they brought her on. And she's uh she wound up being playing a really good part, takes after her dad. It's just a great uh, a great thing that she did because you see the character growth and the stubbornness that you know, John had in the first movie. Right. So, I mean, they really do do a good job of, of tying the kids in. Um, and then uh, Cillian Murphy plays, you know, the friend that you get introduced to at the beginning. <laughs> Pop culture says it could be the fact that I'd have three people thrown out for uh, vaping right next to me. Put me in a sour <laughs> mood. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's what did it and not the movie itself. I could be wrong. But I'm going to say it was the people vaping next to you that put you in a sour mood because that would probably do it to me and affect my whole experience. Kind of like the movie's The Quiet Place and Dennis got a big tub of popcorn. And I now know what it sounds like when Dennis eats a whole tub of popcorn because I have no The Quiet Place has no dialogue and music soundtrack crunch 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 exactly. oh and then and then Susie she her stomach was like could you hear it she no, wanted to know if you could heard. hear it. she heard, I was like oh my god and I'm like oh my god that's your stomach she goes uh-huh I'm like are you that hungry I mean there's a whole tub of popcorn here and she's like go to the concession stand woman oh god it was so noisy in a normal movie, you wouldn't have been a big no, deal. Well, that's the funny the thing, because we go to see movies a lot, and you know, we usually each get the same type of snack and stuff. And I honestly, I've never even thought of it before because there's dialogue, there's sound yep. effects, there's all this shit. So anyhow, getting back to the story, the one thing I noticed is the mom, you know, Emily Blunt, the daughter and the son are all walking around barefoot, and they're in like the woods and stuff. Dennis and I made the same comment. When we walked out of the theater, Dennis is like, well, I can tell you right now, I'd be dead with I'm dead. I'm dead. And I was like, why? And he's like, because I can't walk anywhere barefoot. And I was like, oh, my God, 
I'm the exact same way. I can't even walk from my front door to get the mail barefoot because even on my driveway, a little pebble, if I step on it, I'd be like, ow, son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah, other people now. I I've got relatives. Oh, they, I know they, people. They that, can walk. Not just on sand. They can walk on full rocky beaches barefoot, and dude, it doesn't even bother. I know people them. that'll walk on a ninety to hundred degree day on black asphalt barefoot, no problem. Whereas I step out onto my white sidewalk, which reflects the heat. Yeah, and I'm still like, oh, 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 hopping around and stuff. So like. You know, yeah, I would have been like in the first movie where she puts her foot down and you, you know the nail, the nail goes, goes right her, through it through her hand, and she's like, ah. Oh. So I'm like, I've been there and done that, but through my hand. So speaking of which, I had it where I literally there was you know in the garage, I went forward and I wound up going through a nail that was sticking out. Oh, and it literally and, came and through it the other side. It was sticking out. It was well, it had already punctured all the way out. And the skin was sticking all the way out back, and it hadn't quite punctured. That's what I'm saying. So it was on the last layer of skin. Oh my god! Oh my god. So all of a sudden, I get in there, and blood spurts, and it goes quick. And there's blood that splattered on the wall, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, son of a!" And of course, oh. I'm walking in there, blood's dripping everywhere, and I'm like, "Susie, think we need to go to the hospital?" She's like, "Are you kidding me?" I just put the kids down to bed; they're both asleep. She goes, oh. "No." She goes, just run it under some water. I'm like, but I punctured my hand all the way through. And she's like, I grew up on she's a like, farm. She's like, we walked and we stepped on pitchforks and put them through our foot. She's like, and we didn't go to the house. She's like, get me the vodka. Dump, dump, no, dump. No, no vodka. No, no. So obviously I would be dead in this because I couldn't walk yeah, like no that. Way. And I'm like, oh my God, does everybody in the world walk around without shoes now? You know, and maybe it's it's winter in some places. Well, then, of course, Cillian Murphy, the, the guy we were talking about, he's wearing boots. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, so, well, the cool thing was when he first showed up in the movie in the flashback, I kept looking at him going, who is that? Who is that? Because it's been so long because I Scarecrow. first think of him as Scarecrow. Yeah. But then 28 days later. Oh, see, and I wasn't thinking I went Scarecrow. I, well, right I away. went both. But even Scarecrow goes back to 2008. Yeah. So, I mean, 13 years ago, and he yeah. and you know, he had a real baby face back then, real yes. smooth, and now he's, and we're, like, so back then, I always he's thought he looked kind of weird. You know, he just kind of had a weird look. But now with the with the, the age and subtle wrinkles and stuff, I actually think he looks a lot better. But I was like, who is this? Like, oh, my God, it's Cillian Murphy. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's walking around in boots. Him and the oldest daughter go trekking off. We don't want to give spoilers away, but they go trekking off. Basically, the group splinter in a way where him and the oldest daughter go trekking off. The mom goes out to get some supplies. The son is back uh, hanging out at their uh, compound hideout. We'll just leave it at that. And I'm thinking, I even asked Dennis after I go, now, if you were Cillian Murphy's character, would you have been like, hey, uh, would you like to wear my boots to the girl? And I think that's when you actually said, no, I'd be dead because there's no right. way I could walk around there. Well, and the funny thing was, so we, I, the one little tiny spoiler that we will put out. Amen. 28 Days Later yep. was great. He was, and he was good in it. That was one of the first different takes on, like, zombie stuff. Yes. Noah Judge is um, uh, the kid who plays the son. Oh, the right. cringe moment in this movie, and oh, we yeah. both went. They're walking, and, you know, the 
the rattle, which you saw in the tr preview, rattle comes down. It's making all the noise. She's like, run. And you see him running. And all of a sudden running. And all of a sudden you see the boy go, and you hear this, shook. And you hear, ah, and you see him go down. And you're like, what the hell was that? The kid walks into a bear trap. And you see the bear trap go shook. Right and his, and he's wearing shorts, so you can see his lower leg get all busted. Oh, it's got the big spikes, and the spikes go right into that. And you're like, oh! And we're both, we both instantly were, oh, we're all three of us. So sitting here going, oh! I don't think the oh. other three people that were in the theater, I think they all gasped, like, <gasps> but literally, we were like, oh! Oh! And immediately, because I had down and reactions. Oh my god, that was that was that was. But here, rough. here's the so like. And I mean, you know, it's a obviously it's a movie. You suspend disbelief. It's a little kid. He wasn't an adult. I'm going out on a limb, limb, no pun intended, and saying that that actually would have probably broke his leg because it didn't break his leg. Well, they, it, uh, it, I don't think he so. didn't. It didn't break it. It. Sh you're right. It probably should have. I think it, it literally did a lot of damage. Broke and yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was massive. That was and she poured was, when she poured she alcohol. alcohol. The kid acted really, really well. Yeah. Um, um, and then the, uh, the one guy that I didn't know was, um, uh, was it Jaman Hansu? Um, he's one of the guys that, that's in the movie. And I kind of leaned over to my wife. I'm like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, you know, it had a it, – it, all we're going to say is it left a good opening – for another movie, it left yeah. off in a good place. The it action, it, it was it, suspenseful. It was just here's here's what I didn't think would happen, but it did. I thought it was just as su 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 suspenseful. I'll get it. There, there you go. There you I go. I thought it was just as suspenseful as the first movie, which knowing what the creatures look like and the whole premise, you're like, is it? But they did. I thought they pulled it off great. I thought it was going to be a cash uh, grab, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. However, it definitely ended with a setup for a third one. There's no, I mean, there's no two ways about it. And so, you know, because we don't like people sitting there for nothing. Once it's over, get up and leave. There's nothing during the credits to stay for. So you can get up and leave. But yeah, the way it ended, you're like, oh, third one. So hopefully it'll be 2022. I mean, honestly, they knew how it ended. It was supposed to come out once once again a year ago. It was supposed to come out, I believe, in March 2020. Yeah. So if that script isn't already in the bag, and if they're not looking at a shoot date for this year to start filming it, so it can come out next year, I'm gonna be disappointed if it comes out in 2023. Yeah, because they if know they're, if they're gonna do it, they need to do it now while we were just talking. The kids are of the age. Right. And that's sort of thing, because it needs to pick up unless. No, because I don't think they could keep that under wraps. No, they filmed them back to back. No, I don't think. Well, I they weren't. I don't think to film I, this one. This was a surprise even to him, but it did well. I think it. Yeah, but it's already how set this up. Is going to do, but, but it doesn't what, matter if this doesn't do well. You think if this? I I can't see this one shit in the bed that bad. I can't either because it was. Solid. And I don't. I don't see the budget besides Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Well, the, the budgets aren't huge. No, I I, I don't know. That's don't something know. we'll have to look up to see what the budget is. But the action was solid. The acting was was really well done um, across the board. 
Um, all in all, I really enjoyed this uh, movie more than I thought I was going to. Honestly, I did think it was just going to be a cash grab. CGC rating, Andy? Oh, I'll give it a... Uh, I'm going to go and give it an 8.5. 8.5? I thought it was great. We're close. 8.5. I thought it was good. I've given it an 8.0, um, which is probably just above what I gave the last one because this was, I, in my mind, a little bit better of a movie. Um, I liked it. There was nothing I disliked uh, about it. There were a few things you're like, God, kids are so stupid. And you knew right. they were going to write them that way. But that's okay. That's okay. It's a good movie. It's worth spending the money. If you like these kind of movies, see it in the theater. It is definitely worth seeing on the big screen. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, before we move on, a little treat for you. Man, that just brings a tear to my eye every time I see it. <laughs> every time I see it, that brings... Hello there. Thank you for joining us. Are you talking about Starblades? I agree. We need a cartoon ASAP. We're talking about that now. That but, is, was next on our agenda. But we had to interject with our video of two friends... With one dream. With one dream. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> So we want to share that tender moment with you guys to show that, yes, we are men, but we have a soft side as well. And we just want to share that. Uh, the last picture of us at the beach over this past Memorial Day weekend, Dennis snuck that in. Yeah. I, 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 You know, we took that picture. Our wives were like, you guys are really working out hard. Why don't you get together for a photo? Dennis is a quite bit taller than me. My chair's jacked up really high. It is. So and I'm uh, sitting on the ground. Just yeah, about. he's basically on the ground. Um, we had our briefs on. We had our oil on and stuff. Wasn't really meant to show that picture, but it was snuck into the video package. So, yeah, what the hell? Um, but moving on, yes, we are going to talk Star Blades, Star Blades, a book from All Caps Comics. Uh, written by and drawn by and colored by Kyle Ritter. Uh, he did everything but the lettering, right? I don't think he did the lettering. And so one critique right out of the gate on the book, I don't see a credit for the letterer anywhere. So, I, but I believe, I love the smell too. Mm, fresh printing. Um, I don't think Kyle did the lettering. I would have to ask him. I want to say, I don't know. He might have. I don't want to speculate. So, so that's going to be our question that we will we'll have to yeah. get an answer I, to. And honestly, I don't want to speculate who did it because I don't want to be wrong and, you know, say it's somebody who who might be like, dude, that wasn't me or whatever. He, maybe he did do it. Yeah, he might have done the lettering. So Starblades, um, it's, uh, it's 48 pages. Or no, it's 64 pages because it's just as thick as First Man. So... I'm guessing it's the same page count, so we're, I'm going to go with 64. Uh, it has bonus stuff in the back. It has some black and white art in the back. It has character designs by Kyle in the back. 
I know this is hard to see. It's got a page showing some of the stills from the video that Kyle animated. I mean, this dude is off the hook. Uh, the video, what we had, uh, we watched the video and stuff, and I was even, as soon as I saw the video, I'm like, yep, I wish I would have bought this when it, when it was out. Agent Cup says, I believe Kyle did it. I think you're right. I think he did letter it as well. Uh, John Levert, hey, Dennis and Andy, can I have a request for you? Can you show the full design T-shirt you wear now with the standing and lower the laptop? Oh, uh, by the way, nice tees you had there. Thanks. Uh, he wants to see your shirt. Oh, yeah, I've got I got my X-Men on because this is today. It's one of my here. I'll back up one of my classic X-Men. So, you know, I can see if I do it. Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Phoenix. Of course, everybody knows my girl. So, yeah, this is basically from, you know, right after the era, you know, giant size number one, 90 you know, X-Men 94 in, the, in that era. Oh, there you go. Um, so Starblades, I'm the art guy. Well, I mean, I'll give my two cents on the story. I thought the story was really good. I thought it introduced the characters very well. I mean, it's a first, you know, it's a volume one. So what do you have to do? You introduce the characters. You set up the action. What do they have to accomplish? I thought it did all of that very well. Um, it is to be continued. Uh, I know that Ethan uh, plans on getting a second one out of Kyle. I know Kyle wants to do a second volume. Hopefully that'll be out next year. Um, Art-wise, I was blown away. I thought the art was just phenomenal. And I mean, I've been in this business for 30 years. I never even heard of Kyle until uh, five or six months ago when I found this campaign and backed it. So um, to me, I'm like, where's the, where's this guy been hiding? Like I said, he did it all. Pencils, inks, colors. Obviously, he did the writing. The, the, these, these are just phenomenal. Um, I'll pull Finnegogo page while you talk about it. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm, you all know I'm a lot more critical on, on the story side. And he's the art guy. Well, I like I good critical, art. But I'm just not. I don't consider myself. He weighs. A he weighs in more artist. on the art. I weigh in more on on the story. So, but the interesting thing was, it's always the art that gets me interested in a book or disinterested in a book, um, and then the story follows. So I hate to say that art's always more important, but it really is in a way because, like, if you guys were at the beginning here when we went through all the new comic books, and I think we picked up what fifteen or sixteen new books this week. You know, on a lot of these number ones, I'll sit there and pull it up in the shop or in like, in this case, like on Indiegogo, and then we take a look at it. Oh, you haven't gotten it yet. Well, you are in for a treat. You are in for a, a treat. And I, it's not going to be, we're not going to do a lot of spoiling in here because we're not going to spoil the story. But Andy showed me it when he got it. And he goes, take a look at the art and just see what you think. You're probably going to want to read it. And as soon as I flipped through this, I'm like, my jaw dropped. And I went, oh, this is amazing. This is absolutely uh, amazing. Um, so I knew I was going to pick this up. Uh, well, at some point, I, I don't think it's on. Okay, so, so here's what they're doing. So it's not in demand anymore. The campaign is closed. However, Ethan has said that he plans on doing a second printing because they sold out of everything they printed. 
So from what I know, they plan on doing a second printing and I'm not sure if it's going to go up on Ethan's eBay store to sell it. Cause I know when stuff is off of Indiegogo, Ethan puts it up on his eBay store. So I'm assuming that's where it's going to be. So when we find out, we'll let you guys know. Cause I know Dennis wants to buy it. I, I'm definitely going to buy this or if he releases the second volume of it, cause it was left over right. perfectly for it is I'm sure they'll have reprint for number ones and I'll just get them both. Um, here's one thing. So we'll kind of talk about what the campaign says, because then I don't feel like I'm giving spoilers away because it's already out there for you to find. So it says Starblades volume one, an original story of swords and sorcery from comic artist Kyle Ritter. Now I look at it and yes, it does have it. I actually think it has more of a superhero feel to it where it just so happens that the characters carry weapons with them because they all have some type of powers as well. Um, so that's, I, I didn't get as much, like when I think sword and sorcery, I really think D and D and, and stuff like that. Um, See, and I, I didn't get that vibe uh, at all. You and I are, are going to differ on that one a little bit. This one really is more, sword and sorcery science-based um it, it doesn't fit neatly into one hole which is cool because this makes it a little bit different um they, they he does a nice job going through the history of what the how the star blades came in in to be you know what what the rock was that happened how it's gone through generations they they kind of he does a really nice job of so i'm going to get into the story here um of laying it out um my only criticism is there were certain aspects that i just wanted a little bit more from of especially dealing in the history and maybe we're going to get that in number two um so when you when you start off a good comic book when you're introducing stuff you got to introduce the characters very well done you got to introduce their abilities and and kind of the history of the world and what's going on mission accomplished um and then you want to flesh out some some of the stuff in the new characters and i understand i think they were it's almost like he was running out of almost time a little bit to do it but it it accomplishes what he needs to do um and it leaves it in it ends at a really good spot where you want issue number two the next volume to come out and I, I literally can't wait for it. On the art side, I loved everything about it. That this is some of the best art that I have seen. It, it it literally blew my mind away. I loved the art in this book. The storytelling was solid. This for me was a hands down no brainer. That's why I need to own a copy of this. So I can't wait for a second printing or whatever they're going to do to come out. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous looking. Like Dennis said, I thought the story was captivating. Uh, you know, there are some books, and this wasn't super long, but like we talked about with uh, Marvel's Eternals, that's a 20-page comic, and I could barely get through the first issue. I it was just it just bored me to tears to the point of you know halfway through I put it down and I was like you know what I'll finish reading it later. I didn't put this down. I and. You know, usually I kind of like to with things that are longer like this, so I get more enjoyment and come back to it. 
I didn't put it down. Um, I read it and then I went back and just looked through it and poured over the art and I let Dennis borrow it. He brought it back today. So I'm going to look at it again. You know, if you love stuff like that, well, of course you would love first man. First man is the adventure you've been waiting for. Get on first man. First man. You know the drill. You know the drill. A college kid a is college a youth with great youth with great power and likes and likes it. Penumbra has other plans. And hand delivers and hand delivers him to him to Fun. Fun. Sixty-four page. Sixty-four Action. Comic. Harkening back to glory days. Only on Indiegogo. That's right. On Indiegogo, still in demand, you can get the First Man 64-page graphic novel, the 40-page program book. Links are in the description below. If you haven't backed it yet, what are you waiting for? Books go out the next day. I've got them in-house ready to ship out. So support us, indie creators. But what we need to do before we move on is we need to give our CGC grading for Starblades Volume 1. Right. Agent Cub, have you done a review for First Man yet? Yes. Where were you? I gave it a 10.0. Okay, here, hold on. Uh, first man, the art is stellar. It leaps off the page. It harkens you back to the feeling you had of reading comic books when you were a kid with the sun beaming down on your face. It makes you feel happy because it's a joyous story of a this newborn hero. Like I said, the art packs a punch. It slaps you in the face and says, just look at how good I am. The story is titillating and leaves you on the edge of your seat. My CGC rating is a 10.0. This Andy Smith cat's going places. I Dennis, am telling you, what I, do am, you say? I am telling you, he is very shameless in his self-promotion. <laughs> self-promotion? That was objective. Oh, that was objective. I enjoyed it. Uh, we did talk about it uh, one of the previous ones. First Man was quite good. As a matter of fact, Andy... And he kept it. Did you read it yet? Did you read it yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't had a chance. So finally he goes, did you read it yet? I'm like, yep, I just finished. What about the ending? He, all he wanted to know was, did you understand the ending? So I gave him my interpretation of the ending. And he goes, you got it right. <laughs> you nailed it. Nailed it. So, yes. So there you go. It so was great. Before we leave. But, but we got to give our CGC. Oh, CGC Starblades. Starblades. Um, oh, man. You go first. All right. I'm at a 9-4 on this one. Um, the art for me was about as perfect and incredible. Like I said, I was, it knocked my socks up. I'm a 10 there. On the story-wise, it was really good. There were a couple of things that I really wanted to, a little more on and um you know we were talking about this he the intro starts and he's going through this really interesting dialogue setting things up and then there's the two page uh title, title page and then it goes right back into the very next page which continues the story we both kind of agreed if you would have taken that page and moved it right there to the scene cut right where you get introduced into the vet, to, to the other characters it would have it would have been perfect. These are all little nitpicks, but that's why I'm going to nine four. It it was solid across. I really can't wait for it to come out. I'm going to nine point two. Um, once again, the art blew me away. Uh, 
being comic books, it's like Dennis said, that is what draws you to a book. These aren't novels. You're not walking by and looking down at a rack or in this case, looking at an Indiegogo campaign. The first thing I do before I read anything on an Indiegogo campaign is just like a comic book shop, I look at the art. If I like the art, that's when I'll read about it and decide if I want to back it. The art had me, the story had me, I got it, I read it, I thought it was so well done. Once again, very impressed that Kyle wrote it, penciled it, inked it, colored it. From what we're hearing, lettered it. The dude did it all. It was amazing. That alone is impressive. Um, and, and to do it so, with this kind of quality. Well, and yeah, I, and this I kind mean, of quality. There, there, there was nothing that that I would say really was was lacking in the book. So. A absolute fantastic, especially for a first volume like this. Oh, yeah, totally. Angie Cub says, wait, First Man's Andy's book? I know, right? Um, before we leave, I was in Asheville over the weekend with the family. I hit a comic shop called Comic Envy that is in Asheville, North Carolina. Just want to show a couple of things I picked up. I got this nice little Green Lantern Digest. I love these little digests. I have two other Green Lantern Digests on my bookshelf. So pick that up. It reprints Green Lantern number one, number five, I think 12, uh, 40, and 53. So nice little thing there. I got Green Lantern 56 because I needed it for my collection. I got two issues of Action Comics from the 80s, issue 449 and 450. 449 I picked up because Alex Saviak drew it. You uh, probably know Alex mostly for Marvel work doing Spider-Man, but he started at DC. This is one of his early Superman jobs that Vinnie Coletta inked, so it's a cool co <clears throat> combination. I got this Action 450 because it was drawn by George Tuska, and I love George's work, and he didn't draw Superman much in the comics, so that's why. And then my big... Purchase of a dream book I've always wanted. I got it off eBay. And this stemmed off of, now we have to promote, well, if you haven't seen our interviews with Aaron, right? We had a show. Well, so Aaron Lepresti has been on our Monday night show twice. This last Monday he was on last week, We all, all we did was talk about CGC graded comics and some of our key ones in our collections. So, so uh, Aaron, to rub it in my face, Held up his copy of Wiz Comics 22. It's uh, a very hard one to find because it has Billy Batson and Shazam separate on the cover together. And uh, this is a really hard book to find. Uh, Aaron's copy is a 6.5. And uh, I know somebody else in the uh, industry that owns a 6.5 and a 1.5. So he has two copies of the book. So after the show, I was looking on eBay, and I found a 4.0 copy. It was the only one on eBay. Um, not going to go into what I paid for it, but I, I haggled because the guy said, best off, you know, make an offer. So I made an offer. Uh, SDA says, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. You know it. We, we all love Shazam. Uh, was at my local shop today. The owner told me he's been selling lots of indie titles, less Marvel DC. That's not a surprise. Yep. Are you going to keep the Wiz Comics sealed? Yes. This will be sealed. I, I already own a reprint. So I, I have a reprint of it in one of the DC hardback uh, archive editions. So I already have this reprint so I can read it. 
I will not be cracking it. Uh, nice. Yes. Nice whiz. Yes, it is. And uh, hearty rock and roll, baby. So, yeah, so this, this is a dream book. Excuse me. I kiss this book just like I kissed Dennis with a very soft touch <laughs> with my butterfly lips on his forehead when he, when he sleeps at night. I'll tell you this. He called me up, but he texted me, and then he called me up. And he's like, dude, dude, I got this opportunity. Do, yeah. do I? Because he's the, the man. Trigger. He's the man. And, and then it, we, we, he talked about the price, and I, and, and I said, you know, that's a solid copy. It looks good. I did the close-ups of it and everything like that. And I'm like, from everything that I can see for a 4.0, it's a nice-looking 4.0. I'm like, if you're going to – you want this book, pull the trigger. I, especially when we were pulling out all of these uh, you know, books and Aaron – you guys really want to have a good time. Go watch that. It's a, it wound up being what a two-hour podcast. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a two-hour stream. We but, talked about our favorite CGC books. It was show and tell. So but the premise was it turned into a it turned into a show because like a game show. It turned into our top seven comics that we would want to be stranded on like a desert island with. And then we did round seven, issue number seven, our seventh favorite, and we would hold it up. Aaron has the goods. I will just say this, but it was really, really fun just to see what everybody's got, what they enjoy, why we did, and we picked on each other. We laughed a hell of a lot, but Aaron's got some great Shazam stuff, uh, classic. Oh, yeah. Stuff. So definitely check that stream out. You'll love it. Um, <clears throat> we will be back on Friday at 4 o'clock as usual, our 4 o'clock drinking show. We're going to talk a little Neil Gaiman and Sandman casting. Yes, we know happened. you know about it, but we're going to shed our take on it. That's the fun thing. You see lots of people cover it, and you get the different viewpoints. Well, you'll get our viewpoint on the Neil Gaiman and uh, his comments uh, and people's comments on the casting. Any plans with figures in the future? You know, I'd love to do a bust of First Man. I actually have a, uh, a sculptor sculpted a bust the first man off of my design for me i just got to see about how i would go about getting it made and produced and, and whatnot but i would like to do that um friday we're also going to talk about the latest episode of superman lois got to watch that and uh and bad batch and uh bad batch well we're going to give the a little bad update bad on the bad batch so if there's any star wars fans out there um you yeah. know I wonder if I can sue Star Wars over the name Bad Batch because I was a sperm donor once. And when I gave the donation, the nurse looked at it and said, this is a Bad Batch. And, you know, that hurt my feelings. Yes. And not and only that, and she just threw it away right in front of me. Yes. She could have at least shot words, it like a drink. Words hurt. Words hurt. Words so hurt. That, that was very hurtful of her to say. Yeah, and then um, I am going to be um, doing the quick flips probably tomorrow on Thursday. I won't have time tonight. But uh, out of the 15, 16, I'll probably put do 10 to 12 of the quick flips tomorrow and get those up on the YouTube channel. And then I'll wait to hear from you to find out which ones you guys want to see for uh, the full reviews that, uh, that, that we'll sit down and do over the week. There you go. So until then... We will see you guys on Friday and leave you with this. Bye.